This is Real Estate Rookie episode 48. 148. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am joined by two co hosts today Tony Robinson and Remington James. And Remington James. <laughs> Tony, what do we have today on today's rookie reply? What is the rookie reply for the new listeners that are uh, tuning in today? Yeah. So for those of you that are joining us for the first time, uh, every week, twice a week, we give you the inspiration, information, education, motivation, and every other shun you might need to get started in your real estate investing career or keep it going and blow it up if you've already started. So love that we've got a third co-host here today to kind of spice things up. But Ash, (laughs) what do we got on the docket for today? What are we getting into? Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's rent. T-O, retirement.com, or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So today's question is actually from my DMs on Instagram. So if you guys want to send us a question, you can DM me or Tony. I'm at Wealth from Rentals on Instagram and he's at Tony J. Robinson. So this week's question is from Brandon Goldman. And he said, Hey, Ashley, I had a quick question that I was thinking might be a relevant topic for many new investors. I'm currently renting a home in a great neighborhood at a great price, less than I'd pay for mortgage, taxes, insurance if I were to buy the same home in today's market. I'm looking to invest in my first rental property in a different town that is experiencing great growth. I wouldn't live there myself due to work and family obligations. 
but is it a bad idea to purchase an investment property before purchasing my first personal residence? Tony, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So Brandon, I'm, I'm super glad that you asked this question because it's one that comes up a lot, especially amongst people who are, are looking to get started investing. And I was in the same situation myself before I got my first real estate deal. The short answer to your question, Brandon, is, is it a bad idea to buy an investment property before buying your personal residence? The short answer is no. But I think there are a few ways that you can go about making that decision. And honestly, whether or not it is the right decision depends on each person and and their unique situation. I think one lens you can kind of look at this decision through is just like pure mathematics. Like, let's say that you have a goal of getting to a certain net worth number or you have a goal of getting to a certain cash flow number. One of those decisions is going to lend itself to helping you get to that goal a little bit faster. Maybe buying your primary residence will help you get to your net worth goal a little bit faster because maybe the house or the market you're buying and appreciates a little bit faster. But if your goals are centered on cash flow, then maybe going after the the rental property makes more sense. I can tell you what I did in, in this situation, Brandon, and maybe it gives you some instruction. I was kind of had the same decision to make of, do I buy my first investment property? Do I buy my, my primary residence? And I went with buying my primary residence before getting into real estate investing. The reason I did that was emotional. And I, I can say that with 100% certainty. For me, it was, it was purely an emotional decision. My wife, who was my fiance at the time, and my son, we were living in an apartment. I grew up living in an apartment. Like, we didn't have like that family home growing up or you got to like notch your height as you were getting older and stuff like that. So for me and my family, I wanted a home base, right? Like one spot where we could kind of build the memories for our family. And to me, that was more important than getting the jump on my investing career because I knew, I knew that I would get that first deal done eventually. But for me, the right decision for me and my family was to get our primary residence first. And like I said, it was purely emotional, but it's what helped me sleep at night. So those are my thoughts, Ash. I don't know. What what do you got? Yeah, I definitely don't think that it's wrong or that you shouldn't invest in a property before you buy your primary residence. But just like you said, Tony, to look at the numbers. So maybe look at five years from now, what is your return going to be? So if you buy your primary residence now, how long would you have to wait until you could save up cash or do you have another way to finance your investment property? So when would you actually be able to get your investment property? And then the other way around too, if you go and buy an investment property, now, how long until you could actually purchase your primary residence? I think that you have a property that you're paying less than what you would on a primary residence. Yes, you're not building up equity into anything. So that's really something to look at too, is you're not gaining any equity by paying rent, but also would you be able to afford to get into a property that is, you know, like kind of the one that you're in now and be able to afford it and not have to to struggle to and be able to live within your means or below your means still. So I think there's a lot of factors that play into mind, but I don't think there's anything wrong with getting an investment property first. I love the point you made, Ashley, about trying to decide or determine how much time you have to wait. 
whichever route you go down. Like for us, we got our primary residence and then almost exactly a year later, we got our first investment property. So that, that's how much time we needed to kind of get ourselves ready. So yeah, Brennan, if maybe buying your primary residence is going to push off your investing by a decade, right? Then, then maybe you have some reassessment that needs to happen there. But I think that's a really good kind of barometer to look at and not just about like, and I guess there's a few things to look at, right? Like first is your, your capital that you have available, right? Like how much of your available capital is going to go towards this first purchase. And then second is your ability to get approved for a loan. Like if you do go out and get this rental property first, do you still have the DTI, the debt to income ratio to allow you to go out and get a primary residence mortgage, whatever time frame that, that comes next? So some things to think about for sure. Yeah. And also if you're married to is to looking into putting properties into each other's name so that one person has the debt to income ratio on the, the investment property and then maybe the primary goes into the other spouse's name and that's the debt to income affects that for the, the primary residence too. So there's different ways to do that too, that you can look at if you are married. So um, one other thing I just wanted to add is that when I got married, we lived in actually my husband's grandparents' old house and it was still owned by his parents. And I started investing in 2014. I bought my first property and we didn't buy that farmhouse until 2015. And then we didn't build our house until 2016. So technically we really did invest before we actually owned anything ourselves too and ended up working out for us. So anything else to add on that, Tony? No, I think we hit it all. And Brandon, sorry that we don't have like a black and white answer for you, but I feel like these are the kind of things where it's going to depend a lot on your your unique situation and, and kind of what's going on. But hopefully that gives you at least some some kind of guardrails or some decision factors you can you can kind of look into to help point you in the right direction. Yeah, just figuring out the numbers and looking like, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, just run those numbers for each scenario to see where you end up on that too. And I think the idea too is that you're looking to look. <laughs> We're losing a co-host. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. <laughs> He's like, I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of wrap it up is, you know, analyze those numbers and look at it long term and what's going to work out best for you guys in your situation. And just to highlight too what Tony said in the beginning, is it cash flow you're looking for? Is it appreciation? Do you want to build your net worth? Do you want to become more liquid? So those scenarios play into factor. But Overall, there's nothing wrong with purchasing an investment property before your primary, especially if you're going out and looking at more affordable markets that have that higher cash flow associated with them too than where you want to live. Well said. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We're actually recording this on New Year's Eve right now. So Tony, what's your uh, big New Year's Eve plans? Well, I actually have COVID right now. So my year's plans are to uh, pretty much sit at home and, and do nothing and try not to get anybody else sick. So <laughs> sounds like fun. Actually, like I love staying yeah. home. So <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> but you, you got big plans for tonight, Ashley. What, what's going on in, in, in your, your New Year's Eve resolutions for tonight? 
Well, we're doing the same thing we did last year. Uh, we're going with a couple families to a hotel with an indoor pool and the kids just swim all night. We order food and have some drinks and just all hang out while the kids swim and entertain themselves. So all right, well, we'll take, take a couple extra shots for me in spirit of me not being there, me being locked away at home. So yeah, I'm more like a seltzer person shots. You, you saw me in Las Vegas shots. Don't do me well. <laughs> Okay, well, happy late New Year, everyone, because this will air a couple of weeks after New Year. But send us your messages on Instagram at Wealth from Rentals or at Tony J. Robinson if you want your question featured on a rookie reply. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be back on Wednesday. But first, let's hear something from biggerpockets.com that can help benefit you. Getting started in real estate can be daunting. There's so much to know, obstacles to overcome, lessons to learn, and risks to avoid. It can all be so overwhelming. If you're feeling motivated to invest, but too overwhelmed to take action, here's some advice. Take it one step at a time. And here's some good news for you. The Rookie Bootcamp is starting on May 20th, and Tyler and Ashley will be guiding you through each and every step until you're the proud, confident owner of your first investment property. Through eight action-packed weeks, they'll guide you step-by-step through those first questions, decisions, and obstacles that every beginner investor must overcome. So if you're serious about becoming an investor this year, head to biggerpockets.com step and join us in the Rookie Bootcamp. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.